Welcome to the Syndemic Nerds podcast, and this is episode 21 now, believe it or not. It feels like the other day we did the first one, but um, this one, and Lewis came up with the idea for this, is going to be, do you want to give us a little lowdown, Lewis? Yeah, we'll do. So I'm trying to put my phone on silent. <laughs> now off to a flyer, as ever. I know. Nostalgic 90s. There's a title for you. Yeah, nice. Right. Well, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Um, who wants to go first? Yeah, I'm jump in. Why not? Okay. Go. Yeah, I like. I don't know if it was originally going to be all nineties, but with the picks we've made, it definitely is now. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I guess that's just our our era, isn't it? Yeah. Date, dating ourselves a bit there, but. Damn yeah, right. my my first pick. So 1996 is Matilda. Um, what? Sell me a lemon. You're heading for the turkey, young lady. Rothal adaptation. And uh, I think I probably went through a phase as a kid where I watched this film. I would say every single day after school. Yeah. Um, bit like Rich with his obsession with Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> just found it just found it magical as a kid and um i put put it to anyone to try and deny that they wanted you know those powers when they after they first watched the film like cushed it like who wouldn't want that i mean i'm not going to run through the uh the plot because i think everyone probably knows but, you know, Matilda, sort of child genius. She's got dickhead parents, dickhead brother. <laughs> the only person that really believes in her is a teacher. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she discovers that she has powers to move stuff with her mind. Mm. And it's uh, it's such a great film. Such a great film. And you've got the villain of the piece is Miss Trunchbull who is perfectly, perfectly played by Pam Ferris. Absolutely masterful. So good. She's such a witch. It's unbelievable. That's putting it kindly. It is, yeah, it is. I think the way way it's done, the way she's portrayed as, as that character is just absolutely, absolutely spot on. I don't know if you read Matilda like before you watched it at all, or I know I didn't, but it does such a great job of visualizing everything about Trunchbull and making her that proper, proper villain that I think is a hallmark of a lot of the films we're going to be talking about. Mm. Um, it feels like a very 90s thing to me. I don't think films do villains in quite the same way anymore. There's always a bit of a sob story behind it. There isn't with this. And, you know, there's not that nuance. Um, but it's perfect. The way that the film visualises something like the Chokey, like, mm. absolutely, fuck that, it's horrible. Like, <laughs> what, a, no, it's true, what, yeah. a, what an awful, torturous thing. Um yeah, it's superb. I, I absolutely love it. Like I said, I definitely, I, I definitely went through a period where I watched it every single day when I was little off school. 
and never got bored of it. I could I could watch it now, and I you know even though I could probably quote it line for line. I love it. The cast is fantastic. I already mentioned Pam Ferris, but obviously Danny DeVito as Mr. Wormwood's just absolutely superb. Mara Wilson as Matilda, like she was perfect in in that role. Like as she as she was perfect in any role where she plays a slightly upper self, cocky little kid at that age <laughs> and. You know, she made a career out of out of it, basically, didn't she? But mm. fair play, like, it's absolutely not perfect. I absolutely, absolutely love it. It just makes me laugh. It's got a banging soundtrack as well. Like, very, very, very 90s. But just fits exceedingly well. There's so many, so many set pieces in the film that you can't help but smile at. I'm thinking of Danny DeVito's bleached hair. <laughs> Danny DeVito getting a hat stuck to his head. <laughs> the, when they're in the restaurant, when that's happening, and those puddings landing perfectly on Matilda's plate, that was always, just always so satisfying to me to watch. I was like, yeah, I want that. I want that. Also, everything in that restaurant looks fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it always, always got to me. But... Yeah, look, I, I absolutely love it, but keen to get your thoughts on it as well, Rich. Uh, yeah, I love it as well, mate, this one. And this one I had on video, and I didn't watch it quite as much as you, but I did watch it a lot. You know, you I were remember busy quite... with Muppets. Yeah, I was a little bit older when I started watching this one, mate, so I think yeah. I could get away with the Muppets thing when I was about two. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think things that stick out in this for me, um, yeah, the soundtrack, it's got that Rusted Root song sent me on my way at the start. Love that. Um, and I quite like the fact that uh, Danny DeVito is narrating it as well as playing um, kind of a villain. And he's, he's sort of a yeah. villain, isn't he? Not quite as bad as Mrs. Trench, but he's not far off. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously he directed it as well, didn't he? Another big scene sticks out for me is the Bruce Bogtrotter scene. I think that's probably oh, one of the yeah. most iconic. Don't know that's if you get away with that as much now, um, you know, in the current day and age. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, again, it was quite terrifying, really, because you kind of put yourself in this position. You know, a kid getting told off by the head teacher was like the scariest thing when you're that age. Um, mm-hmm. And the cook's disgusting as well. But um, the cake did look look alright, to be fair. Um, and uh, another scene that sticks out for me that used to really freak me out is the scene when Matilda's in Mrs. Trunchbull's house. Mm. Oh, mate, the tension. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? And uh, thinking about it now, it still freaks me out. And, you know, like, she manages to get away. But even though you know she gets away, every time I watched it, I was still like, oh, my God, she's going to catch her this time. Right, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah that yeah. shows how well the film was made, you know? And, um... I like the sort of relationship with Miss Honey and Matilda. That's quite touching as well. Uh, it's just a good family movie, really. Um, I think it's one of those ones that doesn't look shit now, 20 odd years later. But if you stuck it on, it looks just as good as it did back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, multiple watches. I own it. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan. I think that was a good choice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Lewis? 
Yeah, I think it's a good choice as well. Um, now, hear me out. Here we go. <laughs> For me personally, not one of my favourites growing up, but I can see why people love it so much and why people have such a nostalgic kind of value to it um, because of what you guys have mentioned. Um, but I've just never really been into like that Roald doll kind of universe, if you know what I mean. So I never really read the books. So didn't really care for any of the films that followed, bar maybe Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But that's because that's weird. <laughs> um, but I do agree, though, that you could watch it now and it wouldn't feel like it was made, did you say 1996? It is 96, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was made that long ago. And I think that's... It's great that it's kind of lasted as long. And you've now probably got, you know, kids discovering that and going, oh, who's Matilda? What's Roald Dole? And then they go back and read through those books and, you know, they discover, um, you know, other works and stuff like that from him. Story of, like, um, Danny DeVito looking after... The child actress, I've forgotten her name, Mara, Mara Wilson, did you say? That story was really great because apparently her parents were very... Oh, hang on, no, I might be thinking of someone else. <laughs> no, I think I am. No, I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere that her parents were very kind of pushy, if you know what I mean. Um, and Danny DeVito sure. kind of looked after her and just kind of like took it upon himself to, you know keep her under his ring. I think she um, stayed over his house, you know, a few times just to get away because I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito was or maybe still is married to to the um, actress that played the mum. I think they they split up, you know. They split up. Yeah. I knew at the time they were married. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. Um, Yeah, he looked after her in that kind of way and it just made me go like, okay, he's a good person and I like all that kind of aspect of it. And I just like, you know, even though I'm not a fan of it, it is a very sweet film with a good kind of, you know, nice ending. Um, it's kind of like a, a fantasy, you know, for children. There's no dark things in it. Yeah, you speak about the Chokey and Miss Trunchbull, uh, but they empower that. You know, they beat evil, but she's only an eight-year-old child. And talking about scenes that kind of have some remembrance, I do remember vividly the um the newt scene when she drinks it through the water hell yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's a big probably one. my favorite scene but yeah I'm just, I'm just not a massive fan of it but i still appreciate its values if you spoke to my sister though she would agree that it's an absolute nostalgic classic because i remember growing up that was a film that she would religiously put on every day yeah, I think I think it could come under sort of a cult classic thing because I know mm. a lot of people aren't massive of Roald Dahl. Like some of the stories can be a bit, um, you know, peculiar. Yeah, peculiar ones like James and the Giant Peach and. Giant yeah, see, I'm not. Actually. I'm not a massive fan of James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, um, yeah, same here. Bit of a mad one, a, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay, but I don't. I don't hate it, but it's not yeah. one that I'm like. You know, I would multi, you know, put on for multiple watches. Um, it's quite, that's quite a freaky one actually, in parts, yeah, isn't it? If you're, a, if you're a younger kid, um, yeah, I uh, fucking forgot what I was gonna say. 
Um, oh yeah, you were saying as well about Matilda, like, and you know, passing through the generations. Like, my yeah. niece quite likes it, so obviously yeah. she's uh, well, she's eight years old now. And she reading the books now as well. Um, yeah, she's read a few of the Roald Dahl books, and um, I've I've actually watched Matilda with her at some point. So seeing it, you know, that another generation appreciates these films that we watched. Um, it adds another sort of uh, well, bit of nostalgia to it in a way, I guess. You know what I mean? I think of all the choices that we've chosen, I think Matilda's probably the most one where it will have that kind of, you know, adventure where kids today will be discovering it um, and liking it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really fair. I guess any, I guess anything that's based on some sort of literature, yeah, maybe maybe has that longevity a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also it's like because it's you know it's, if you're a kid, she could be quite a relatable character yes. like not so much yeah, with the magical sure. powers but um <laughs> speak for yourself no, every, all the, all the everyone <laughs> yes sir, everyone's got a teacher they hate everyone's got like you know friends and uh, you know everyone knows a bully and whatnot so you can relate to all those different things i'm pretty sure i probably imagined that mrs transfer was one of my old teachers won't name any names but like <laughs> you know and i'd love to see her get like chucked out a window and whatnot <laughs> So that's Matilda then. Um, like I said already, mate, that's a good first pick, I think. Um, it completely slipped my mind, but it's one that could have definitely been up there for me. Um, Lewis, do you want to give us your first pick? Yeah. I'm just good. trying to choose. I'm, no, I'm trying to choose which one to do as my first pick. Oh, you still have to decide it. Unbelievable. Fuck no, yeah, no. now. You're still <laughs> going to talk about them both? Yeah, I know, but I'm going to go with I think the better of the two choices that I've picked, and I think the one that we're, you know, we're probably going to talk a lot more about, just because we probably all went through that stage. Um, and my first choice is Pokemon, the first movie. Fool, trying to stop our battle. Fuck me, you got there in the end. In the end, yeah, and I think we can all agree that. You know, we all got into that stage where Pokemon was in our life and it might still be today. I know I still play the games. Um, and yeah, so Pokemon, the first movie, come out in 1998. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Look, yeah, that, uh, was, that uh, was the one. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's a it's kind of a continuation of the TV series, but you can kind of see it as a one off. Um, and it all involves, you know, um, Giovanni, the villain of the universe of Pokemon, all in that first kind of generation. Because how many generations have there been? There's been loads. We're on about eight now, I think. Yeah, it's like eight, eight or nine, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he clones a Pokemon, uh, this ancient Pokemon who forms into Mewtwo, the kind of villain of the piece. Um, and then from there, yeah, you know, Ash. And the gang get a letter to go to a mysterious island, um, you know, meet a mysterious Pokemon, clones, clonings involved with weird tribal markings all over them. And then, yeah, you know, heroic deeds are done and villainies defeated. It's, it's really like simple because it's only, a, again, like a 75 minute film. And that's the plot if you know what I mean. Like, there's no kind of sense of 
story. <laughs> it's kind of like a half an hour episode turned into an hour and 20 minutes. But as a kid, absolutely loved it. You know, it had darker moments. It had lighter moments. You know, I'm pretty sure we all kind of got a little bit emotional when we thought um, Ash had died and Pikachu's there crying. But it is weird to kind of think like that and even speak about the film when, you know, you're coming to your 30s and you're like, you might have been getting a bit emotional over a cartoon character. Do you know what I mean? It's very different to today's kind of children films. Um, and I'm just trying to think back as well. Have I, have I picked the only animated film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, there we go. Fully animated, yeah. And you can kind of, you know, as a kid, we probably all enjoyed animated films, but we probably didn't see Pokemon as, you know, an anime film <laughs> do you know what i mean i didn't sit there and go oh this was made from japan it's really mm. weird how your brain as a kid can just you know just not think around the backstory of it and just enjoy it yeah i mean i've got it i had it on video um i didn't watch it in the cinema i think I, it might have been no did i watch it in the cinema no didn't watch it in the cinema but i remember getting it on video in this when videos used to be like nice and bulky and they used to have like a different kind of plastic coloring to say this is a, you know, Pokemon film. And it came with like a free Mew card that I've lost. Yeah. You know, mm. all that kind of aspects of it. And that's very 90s. You don't get that now again. I think they did it for Detective Pikachu, actually. You walked into the cinema and you got a free Pokemon um, card. Um, yeah. So first time watching it. And again, I just as a kid just used to watch it and watch it and watch it you know i'm amazed the tape didn't break the amount of times you had to rewound it you know kids today don't even know what rewinding is and it freaks me out <laughs> it's like you know they wouldn't know what to do it's like yeah you got to rewind the tape what <laughs> um but yeah and then you know as a kid you all had that kind of you know poke you had all the pokemon toys and everything like that i used to sit there play with it you know used to draw them as well all whilst this video was still playing um because that's the reason why this kind of theme of this podcast came up because i actually went to my parents house because they thought i had my um pokemon cards in the attic in their attic um which is annoyingly disappointed because uh they weren't and i spent you know all that time in the dusty attic for nothing but it kind of made me think like that nostalgic element of like I went onto YouTube and watched a bit of the Pokemon movie and I watched like an episode of Pokemon just to kind of get that sense of like, oh yeah, I used to like this as a kid. Who wants to go first with their thoughts? Um, I'll get me out of the way if you want. Yeah, go on, Rich. Yeah, um, yeah I... <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one, this one for me, you really. You son of a bitch, right? If you say you don't <laughs> like Pokemon, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to slap you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm safe because I, I like Pokemon. Right. Um, I was more into it, like you know, it's peak in the like nineties, you know, and all the cards came out and that. Yeah, of course, yeah. And um, yeah, I uh, firstly with the movie, I think I've only seen it probably once, properly all the way through, which okay. is really weird because, like I said, I was really into Pokemon for some reason. I didn't ever own this one on video. Mm. And I don't know why. I just, it just, I reckon I might have borrowed it or something and, you know, watched it and then yeah. 
just didn't get around to buying it because i mean videos they could still be expensive sometimes i imagine pokemon would have been pretty expensive when it came out um probably knowing that yeah could make that money especially if there's a card with it and stuff as well um and it's ages ago i saw it obviously so i can't remember loads of it but i remember enjoying it um Mm -hmm. and last year while i was still working at the charity shop i um someone uh handed it in so i just i just was like uh dvd yeah and i thought oh you know like screw it i'm gonna buy this like because believe it or not it was it was becoming hard to get hold of on dvd at one point yeah you i mean i was lucky and i managed to like pick it up on blu-ray oh nice oh yeah the ads i remember zavi just like sending me in over an email like four years ago the like pokemon one to three movie box set for like a tenner i was like yep add to cart (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's funny how it goes. Like sometimes things are hard to get hold of, and then you look another time, and it's just suddenly it's just, yeah, appears. It's, really it's just random. um, yeah, it's just uh, you gotta get it when you see it, sort of thing. I think. But um, Definitely. so maybe that was another reason why I hadn't seen it again sooner because it was harder to get hold of. Um, but yeah, I've got it with me, and I need to. I've been meaning to rewatch it. So um, and like you said, it's only short. But yeah, yeah I mean, like I was massively. I was massively into Pokemon like everyone else. I remember I got Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy Color for Christmas once. And Best it was choice. just like, I remember, I literally remember like having it, you know, opening it up and going, wow. And I definitely played that a hell of a lot. Um, and obviously the cards, I remember getting Charizard. Like I opened the packet yeah. and that was the one to have. And when I saw it, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I remember my parents were like, right, you know, I'm going to keep it safe because I, I had like a couple of the local kids trying to like sort of buy it off me and try and like do me out of it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, no, and that's, I, that's what happened though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I remember it's a bit of a grim story, but I remember like in the paper, some kid got stabbed over a Pokemon card. So, you oh, know, yeah. there's some, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy what happens sometimes. Like when, you know, when you get yeah. these crazes. Like you say, you get these crazes. Isn't it weird to think like we lived through the Pokemon craze. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is that kind of like you're right? People were getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna look back when we're thirty and go, oh, we lived through COVID. Yeah. We lived through the Pokemon phase. You know what stories we have to tell? I can't think of another phase that kids today would have gone through. Yeah, that's the trouble. Though, like, like... as big as Pokemon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the only thing with that is because we're not at school and we're not in amongst it, I think some of these things pass you by. Like, the only one I can think of is Fortnite. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, I'll give you that, actually. That seems to get yeah. talked about a hell of a lot. What about yeah. you, uh, Luke? What's your thoughts on Pokemon, the first movie? Yeah, I remember seeing it at the cinema. I think it might have been one of the first DVDs I ever owned as well. Um, yeah, I loved it when I was a kid. and I loved Pokemon. Um, I still play the games now, same as you, Lewis. I played the most recent one on the Switch. It's fine. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more looking yeah. forward to the newer one coming out. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think um, maybe some of it is tinged by you know not being a kid anymore, and mm. you know having those high expectations. Mm. But that's, uh, that's part of growing up, isn't it? Um, yeah. 
but yeah, and the films, the films, all right. You know, it's been a long, long time since I saw it, a really long time. But yeah, I mean it, that that one scene that always, always sticks in my head from it is uh, is Ash getting turned into fucking stone, yeah, and Traumatic. Pikachu crying like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, as a as a kid and as a Pokemon fan, like. Is there anything anything more heart wrenching than that, really? Um, yeah, but I also like it. I like Mewtwo in it, just tearing it up. Yeah, you know? that whole kind of like battle sequence is stuck in my head. Yeah, kind of, it's, you it's, know, it's like whoa. <laughs> it's really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. That uh, that scene, that sequence, it's really good. It's that sort of you get that feeling of like raw power and uh mm-hmm. you know maybe don't meddle in nature because yeah. uh who knows yeah that's probably but, yeah you know the the message medal in nature yeah the message within the film definitely yeah yeah, yeah they, so... don't fuck don't fuck with nature because they'll fuck you back yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that I don't want to get turned into into stone by a poster. <laughs> not not ideal, is it? Um, but no, yeah. Look, uh, like I said, it's been a really long time since I saw it, but I know I loved it at the time. Um, you know, they made a they remade it last year or the yeah. year last as a purely CGI. Um, yeah. Oh Christ! Did they? Elio. They did. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be on Netflix actually. It is no on way. Netflix. Yeah. Didn't know that. I, I really don't want to watch it. No, me neither. There's, I um... saw like the trailer comparison as before this podcast recording, and I was like, "These are these aren't the nineties Pokemon, like you know the original one hundred and fifty one or two. Mm-hmm. And I just oh, really? was like, "I don't recognise them." There's an elephant. Don't recognise the elephant. I do quite like that elephant. Can't remember what it's called, but <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's quite odd. I think it's called um, Mewtwo Strikes Back, something like that. That's it, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it definitely feels like it's made for a newer generation of Pokemon fan, and right. yeah, of course, of course, that's true. Because like you're saying, Lewis, there uh, are a lot of Pokemon now, a lot more than the original 151. Yeah. So it's got to move with the times. But it seemed it seemed odd to me to remake that film. Yeah. Um, and do, and do kids still like it? I. I... I, I couldn't tell like, you. Yeah, I'm like trying to think back and I'm like, I can't think of any, you know, maybe it's not as big as what it was when it first came out, but there must still be a fan base because, you know, they're remaking films and Pokemon cards are going for an, uh, the amount of money <laughs> that you could make. It's mm. ridiculous. For a first generation Charizard, you can get 11 grand. She, I'll bet yeah. check my card. Yeah, check your card. Seriously. It's gone nuts on it lately. Yeah, and I'm just like, what's going on? If it's in good nick, and Rich, you were saying that you know you protected your cards, then yeah, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah, I protected it. I didn't put it in like a glass cabinet and fucking. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. you know, little, I used to have those little, you know, books with the little plastic sleeves. By protecting it, I think it was in like a sock drawer somewhere. That was our idea of protecting this card. Yeah. So you treated it like a condom. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to mention about, yeah, obviously you said about Pokemon, um, are there still fans? I was going 
we haven't said it yet, but there was obviously the resurgence when Pokemon Go came about. That's yeah, a very yeah. good point. That was a big... Um, I hadn't really heard a lot of it for some years yeah, before yeah. that, and then everyone was going fucking mental over Pokemon Go, and I was just like shaking yeah, my yeah. head at everyone as I walked by them, pretty much. No, you're right. I was, I was one of the, um, I mean, I was one I'm... of the people who just didn't, I just didn't get on that train, you know. No, uh, no. I, I definitely got on board with it. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Oh well, it was just, <laughs> I just like the idea that you could, you know, you could, and I'm pretty sure it was a really nice summer that year as well. And I just remember just chilling with my mates and like looking at each other, going, "Should we just go for a walk? Yeah, see what's out there." <laughs> yeah fair enough you know and yeah, yeah it was really weird like you say that people would stop mid walk and stand there flicking their phone <laughs> yeah you know i remember when i hadn't i didn't know what it was straight away and i was like what are these fucking people doing like <laughs> this am i on something um i'm just gonna throw some numbers at you with it as well Go on. so box office what would you say like, obviously, not it's not going to be, you know... Oh, no, I would say it's massive. This is what I was thinking. $172.7 million that it made. Is that worldwide, is it? Yeah. And numbers-wise on... So, obviously, 6.3 on IMDb, that's not too bad. Mm, 35%, 35% on Metacritic, though. And yeah. even worse than that, Rotten Tomatoes, 16%. I mean, I think I know why, and that's because. Oh yeah, like objectively, it's not great, is it? <laughs> no, but as a, if you got a kid to review it, it would probably it'll be like, yeah, it was good, three stars, or yeah, you know, five stars. But you're getting like you know a middle-aged man, fucking who, who probably works for the Telegraph, you know, reviewing the film <laughs> when it first came out. Yeah, that's the thing. I think sometimes it's yeah. just critics. They, you, you know, you can predict a film that's going to get an absolute caning, yeah. even if you know you're going to enjoy it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it got a caning, but you read all these reviews, and I guarantee it says, "Oh, it's great for kids," and that's because yeah, it is for kids. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, yeah. Um, there's also like twenty-two other movies in the Pokemon universe as yeah. well, which I didn't realize there were that many. I gave up. I think. After the fourth movie, well, might have I've, even been the third movie. I think you can guess where I probably gave up if I've only seen the first one once. Yeah, have you not seen same them? as that. Have you not seen the others? Like, I don't, I don't believe I have. No, 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 because huh. they're they're somewhat good. <laughs> right. Wait, you didn't see Pokemon Two Thousand? No, I can't. I, I I vaguely remember. Like, maybe I, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. Like, Luke, is that the same for you? Yeah, it is. I um I checked out of the films after so uh, after the Pokemon. first one. So you haven't seen the one with all the four? I don't know what you call them, legendary birds. No, you can name as many Pokemon movies. I was going to say, mate, like. we're going to we're going to all fucking night. No, no, it's, the, just, it's it's just yeah, it's just weird that you've. You're not. You didn't transition over to like you know the sequel. Yeah. And the third one, which the third one was the one where all these new ones were being introduced, and I was like, yeah, there's too many now. <laughs> I was I was just always more into the games than I was yeah. 
the TV show or the films, uh, I think. Well, I did really enjoy the first one. Uh, but that uh, said, I did I did dip back in for Detective Pikachu and quite enjoyed it. But yeah, that's another that's another matter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's again the nostalgic element of watching Detective Pikachu. Because yeah, it's not a great film, but I went twice to watch it just because it. You know, we live in a day and age where we're seeing our childhood phrase phase sorry be um you know made into cgi live action mm. um but there was um, something else i was going to mention sorry um did any of you guys get into digimon at the same time nope no digimon can go fuck itself <laughs> <laughs> i i watched it briefly but never it was never on the level of um yeah. pokemon it didn't didn't really hold a candle to it, did it? I, I will say this, the film, because again, during this nostalgic little moment I had this uh, last weekend, the film is somewhat more adult, you know, than Pokemon. All right. Yeah, just what I'm just chucking out there. It actually feels like a proper anime. Interesting. Fair. Um, right, that's enough for Pokemon. I'm, I'm all Pokemon out now, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. All right. Um, <laughs> We'll get on to my first pick. Um, this one is this. Yeah, this must be our earliest one. Um, so we're going back to like ninety one now. Came out in ninety two in the UK. Definitely didn't see that at the cinema because I would have been about three months I, old by the looks of it. I might have. Oh fuck off! No, I'm kidding. Like, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, is. This film, I is it seems quite divisive, but I think it's another one with like Matilda, where it's got a bit of a like a cult following. Except Matilda's definitely got a higher rating by critics and whatnot. And I've picked Hook. I've just had an apostrophe. I think you mean an epiphany. Lightning has just struck my brain. Well, that must hurt. Fans, kids, about them. It is directed by Steven Spielberg. It's got the great Robin Williams. Who, like, I think I speak for all of us saying he's probably like a childhood hero, like growing up and getting into films. I think he's just a hero in general, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he obviously had his he had his demons, but he was a great person, and he he lived to entertain others, like, um, and it definitely he entertains me now. Like, you know, he'll always. I'll always go back to Robin Williams movies. Um, and this is one of them. Um, it's different. You know, it's a different take on the story of Peter Pan. It's almost like a sequel, isn't it? Without the actual original story. And Peter Pan's old and grown up. And he's a bit of an arsehole, isn't he, really, at the start? Like, he's not really... He's more, like, sort of into his work than his kids and... I think the film's sort of about him, you know, finding himself again, isn't it? So there is a good message in there. I still can't believe that Dustin Hoffman played Hook. Like, even when I watch it now, I just, like... You can't, yeah. I can't get my head around it. Like, it's so... He plays the part so well. And, again, when I was a kid, really, you know, freaked me out. Thought he was quite a sinister uh, character. And the great Bob Hoskins playing Smear as well. I think they had a good, like, partnership. You know, I really bought into that. This one I I watched like loads, um, probably like not quite on the level with Matilda watching it every day, but I definitely watched it a lot with my dad and stuff. And it's escapism, like 
you know, you when you watch these fantasy films and you go into that world, I just I was really immersed in it. And I know it's like it's six point eight on IMDb, so it's not too bad. But like fifty two on Metacritic, so obviously that's a bit of a pasting, really. Um, I could kind of see why, like you know, Robin Williams in like green tights at the end when he embraces being Peter Pan again. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell, you kind of want to kill her, don't you? But um, <laughs> no, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, but and then you got Maggie Smith as well. Who's Granny Wendy in it? Like they've done her up to look quite old, and that's kind of what she looks like now. Again, I I really thought she was this proper old woman. And uh, she must have been like what fifties, and there's a few cameos in there as well. You got I don't know if you guys knew that Glenn Close is in this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, again, unbelievable. Like I didn't know this until years later, but it's great. Like you know, and she gets put in the um, in with the scorpions. It's like what's it called, the boo box or something like that, isn't it? Again, that's horrible. Yeah. Like this is supposed to be like a family film, but there's some like nasty ass stuff in it. And there's also a cameo by Phil Collins. Didn't know if you knew that. He's the detective when uh, the kids go missing. Oh, yeah, briefly. And also Carrie Fisher can be spotted in it if you got a eagle eye. Yeah. Yeah, she's like uh, she's like some pirate on the bridge at some point or something. So I like it when they put those little Easter eggs in. You know, with uh, quite well-known actors yeah it's this is one of those ones i mean i've kind of gone rambling on it but it's just is that for me there's so much i could talk about it it's just a fun film like the one of the most fun scenes for me is when they're imagining like the food they're imagining they're having this great banquet and it's like it doesn't it's not really there is it like you know basically encouraging them to use his imagination again because it's just gone i love it and it's timeless for me. What do you guys think of it? What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I've only ever seen it a couple of times, probably. Shit. But yeah, I know. I was thinking, like, we could easily have done a 90s nostalgic episode just with all Robin Williams films. But yeah, no, it is. It. I mean, looking back, it's a crazy cast. Like, it's so good. Um, and I think they all do those roles so well. It's not a half-assed attempt. Like Dustin Hoffman as as Hook, like he's pro- he's probably doing it. You know, like like Michael Caine as Scrooge in Muppets Christmas Carol. Like, yes, I think I think you can I think you can equate the seriousness that they that they're sort of performing those roles with, which are really really right, but. At the same time, kind of like slightly baffled that it's directed by a Spielberg. <laughs> like, I don't think it's one that immediately springs to mind as a Spielberg yeah. film. There is magic to it, and I really like that. And it, again, it's very 90s. It does feel like there's this, um, like, kind of overarching theme to a lot of 90s kids' films to appeal to the parents, where it's like, you know, family means more like separate your work and personal life and this is another one there's a a lot of that going on in 90s kids films um but yeah this one does it in a very different way i think basically Um, saying parents of the 90s you suck essentially yeah even though they don't because my parents were great but like you know (laughs) 
It does. I know it. It looks like that, doesn't it? With the messaging, like you said, Matilda it's, Hook. Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder if, like, if uh, if Hollywood could see divorce rates just creeping up and decided to intervene, or uh, or something. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's kind of mad. But yeah, look, it's a really fun film. It's probably high time I watched it again. The part where um, they're trying to get. Peter Pan to, to fly and doesn't think he can do it. I love that bit. It's a bit that always sticks with me. I don't know why. Or um, but... the, the part when they're getting him to like, they're trying to get him fit and they're like saying he's old yeah. and overweight. That's quite, um, again, people would probably have a completely different take on that now and be offended. It's, um, and there's some emotional bits in it as well because like, obviously the kids they're the same as when he was a kid and he's grown up because he went to the real world, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, there's this real emotional tie to that. And again, it's probably done quite well with the music and I, do, yeah. I feel really bad. I don't know who scored it, but I'm going to guess if it's Spielberg that John Williams did it. I think you're right. He fucking did as well. Of course he did. <laughs> I saw the other day he was voted the greatest living composer, and I thought, really, the only uh, competition is probably like what Hans Zimmer, isn't it? Like maybe Danny Elfman, he's quite good as well. Any others? On a side note, that new guy that oh, yeah. done the Tenet soundtrack, I always like. Forgot what his name is though. Oh, he's that good. You don't even know his name. No, because it, it's, <laughs> it's a foreign name, and I don't want to do him injustice by saying it wrong. I want to say like Ludwig. Gonston? No, it's it's not it's not Beethoven, but he's been gone for uh, ages. It's, it's <laughs> Hang on, talk amongst yourself while I Google it. Yeah. Um I think I've also noticed as well, like there's this sort of Ludwig Gowanson. Um this thing where I don't know if it's coming around again where the focus on is more sort of on the villain as well, because obviously it's called Hook. Normally you wouldn't act, you know, it would be Peter Pan. Mm, so, that's a great point. And then obviously, like they're doing it with um, Cruella, you know, from Hundred One Dalmatians, and yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some others, but I can't. They're escaping me. But um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about that Cruella one though. It's not really. Uh, I don't know. And I'll true. tell you what, Hundred One Dalmatians could have been a shout for this not uh, nostalgic nineties as well because I used to quite like that one. Yeah, me too. Was a no, was a big I, fan. No Disney allowed. Oh yeah, no Disney. As in, because we can do a separate recording. Mate, there's so much. There's so much you could talk about. Like <laughs> you know, you, you could be here till we're old and grow. Yeah. But um, yeah, hook for me. It'll always, although it's not a highly rated one, it's always going to be, you know, a big one for me. Like I said, I watched it a lot with my dad, and I love Robin Williams. You, you know, it's like you go back in time, isn't it, when you watch one of these films? But, yeah, and that's why we revisit them so much they don't it's not just the film itself it brings back memories as well yeah for sure i need to i think this is one i do really want to rewatch. because uh yeah i i remember i remember really liking it when i watched it but it's not yeah, one i ever owned just... i think that's the thing isn't it like when you're a kid you get hooked on films that you own because you can just put them on whenever if I you remember, don't own it and you only ever catch it on TV or something, it's it's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I um I remember with this one, I had a video, um, 
and yeah sat down to watch it one day and like it was the proper like full-on letterbox view mm-hmm. so yeah. there's like there was almost like more black you know more of a black part of the screen <laughs> than the film and like, when you're a kid you don't want that shit you know yeah. what i mean like you just want it full screen don't you and i was just guided and then i remember buying it again but this time it was with um jumanji like a double feature mm. I mean, what a double feature that is for Robin Williams' 90s. Come on. Like, you know, watching Hook, then Jumanji, like... Yeah, man. Love it. Love it. Another shout there, look. Jumanji. So, Lewis, did you say what you thought? I've not. Not yet. Yeah, what's your thoughts on Hook? Um, I'll be honest. I'm going to say I'm fuck off kid. now before no, you no, start no, talking. No. But as a kid... <laughs> as a kid... <laughs> fucking hated the film really yeah as an adult it's still not great but it's watchable and i haven't seen it for a long time but as a kid jesus as a kid for me personally there just wasn't because how long is this film two hours yeah it's about two hours apparently well imdb it says two hours 20 but nowhere no, no, that's what i mean it is it is two hours 20 minute long Nah, IMDb always says it's longer than it is for some reason. I don't no. know why that is. Bullshit! Hang on. It fucking does, mate. Hang on. Hook. We're gonna have our we're gonna have our first full on podcast argument here. That's fine. <laughs> ding ding ding. Hang on. Hook one time. Right. Hang on. I'm googling it. So Google, and this isn't IMDb, says two hours and twenty four minutes. Nah. So that is how long the fucking film is. It's not. <laughs> It's hang not, on, oh, hang mate. on, where is it? Where will it be? Is it on Sky? I'm fucking finding out. Hang on. <laughs> Hook, right, here we go, it's on Sky. Two hours, 21 minutes. The bitch of the movie is two hours, <laughs> 21 minutes, Rich. As a kid, right, I am not watching a two hour and 21 fucking minute film about a depressed Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Williams, fucking great actor, right? I don't want to play. I don't, as a kid in the nineties, I don't want to watch him as a serious actor. <laughs> and that's what this film is for me personally. It's just too serious, and that's why. Because it was, is it did, um, considered a massive flop as well? Can I just say one thing? You're not a fan, then? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm sure I read that it's a massive. It's one of Steven Spielberg's like biggest flops, I think. Well, box office figures. Yeah, go on. So it's a budget of seventy million. Yeah. Um, again, the box office of three hundred million. That's not a lot, uh, is it? I don't uh, know, like, because obviously yeah. back then, like, like yeah, you got to take in, obviously, uh, like, you know, with nowadays money, it's a lot different, I, you know. I'll, I'll give it its due. I do like the main character, Hook. And I think Dustin Hoffman plays him fucking spectacularly. Um, but yeah, just even, you know, even when we were talking about it, I, I was just there just like, I don't want to watch this film again. It's just... Yeah, I don't hate it, but, but I um, know as a, as a kid, I hated it. That's fair enough, mate. Like, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. 
Um, I think part of the reason why I wanted to pick it as well was that that reason. You know, I wanted to kind of be a bit. No, the reason you know, that you picked it is nostalgic. The... It's nostalgic for you. You've got you know fond memories of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is absolutely you know great that you've got those fond memories. But for me, I just I don't. I think I never watched it in the cinemas. I didn't own it on video. I don't own it on DVD or Blu-ray. You know now, and you know it's available on streaming, but it's not on my list to kind of you know go back to that film. That's um, fair. I think. I think. Because we were all brought up by Disney, clearly. Um, I think I had probably more fond memories for the Disney Peter Pan. And then when you go on to watch Hook, which is, you know, its selling point is kind of like a live action Peter Pan. I think it's very, well, it's not. It's a Hook film. And that's what, as a kid, I'm like, oh, where's um, where's the mermaid, for example? Or where's, you know, the crocodile with the tick? Where's Smeek? Bob Hoskins is in it playing Smeek. But there's not. I don't remember it being kind of slapstick humour. Oh, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to answer a few of your questions. There are oh. mermaids in it because they fucking save him. Is there? And well, secondly, show, like... the, the, croc's oh. dead. the croc's dead already. Right. I, you know. As a kid, I don't want to see a dead croc. I want to see a croc kill people. I want to see him bopping his little head out of the water and you know, <laughs> someone walking the plank. None of that in this film. Well, the mermaids I, mean, I do remember yeah. though. No, I it was done very weirdly. Like I'm don't they give him the kiss of life or something? You do get the croc in um obviously Peter Pan, the uh live action remake. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I preferred that as growing up. I preferred that as a kid. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I, I quite enjoy that as well. Like I'm not um I don't hate that movie. I no, I remember watching that in the cinema and you know I remember that's it. Jason Isaacs, who plays both the dad and the villain, doesn't he? Yeah. He and plays he, really well, but, uh, too, yeah, to be honest. He definitely does. And you can tell, for me, that felt more like a um, theatre performance, mm. the way that it was kind of filmed and stuff. Talking about these films, I want to watch that Peter Pan more than Hook. Uh, but So my last words on Hook is, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to shit on your film, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a drastic turnaround from I don't hate it. No, I, I more, the more I'm thinking about it, I haven't seen it as an adult, so I can only just take you know mm. what, what I watched as a kid, and it was shit. <laughs> um, Tinkerbell, shit. Julia Roberts was not right for the role. I remember her getting dressed up. As, as like a princess in one scene because he's trying to pork uh, Peter Pan. Is this right? Um, yeah, that's that's not going to work, is it? No, no, <laughs> I doubt it. What else do I remember? I remember another scene. I th- I think, yeah, I think it's a good pirate film. Like I say, I like Hook and I like I like all the elements of the story, but it's the actual Peter Pan and the lost kids. I'm just like, nah. Lost boys. Um, lost boys. Final note, yeah, Luke, did you um, have you seen the other Peter Pan or not? Yeah, I have. It's another one where you know never owned it, but it was right. on TV. I feel like it was on Channel Five a lot. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, so I've seen it, seen it a few times, probably about as much as I've seen Hook. To be fair, yeah, and yeah, it's all right. Like, I liked it, right. but I don't have an issue with it. Really. The actual Peter, the kid that's playing Peter Pan is a knob, but then he's a knob yeah, in the wanna, cartoon, really, isn't he? I, Let's be honest. I do, I do want to slap him. 
Like yeah. he's just got a really slappable face. Yeah. So that's part one. Sorry, we've ended up, we've ended on such a high note. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going. I'm going to now go and cry in a corner of rocking my hook DVD. <laughs> on DVD. Damn right. <laughs> um. Mate, I've got like over a thousand DVDs, so I was I'm obviously going to have that on DVD, aren't I? What? Um, you just sat there and you've got. A yeah, I thought I thought every copy of Hook I've ever seen up, just so I can have them all. Um, He's got it in every language. <laughs> <laughs> I um, that's the end of part one of our nostalgic nineties. Matilda, Pokemon, the first movie, and Hook. All decent. Like I mean, from my perspective, I know obviously Lewis, you weren't a massive fan of Hook. Nah. Um that's about the only oh, and you didn't love Matilda either, so you know nah. um, <laughs> I better <laughs> show kind of like what the nineties film you know, we all had our we all had our little films that we really loved and that's what it's all about. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Nah. No, nah, you're right, you're right there. Um finally I'll just Thought I'd better announce that um, this is Lewis's last episode. Because <laughs> it's just, he's just taking it too far now. We're giving him chance after chance, and you know. <laughs> it's an awful film, Rich. Like. It's 48, so it's different, mate. That's not I'm awful, is it? Phone. I want to see. Hang on, I'm going to see what. <laughs> I know I had the worst reviewed film, which was Pokemon. But that's, that's for valid reasons. Hook. I want to just say as well, if anyone's listening to this and they got opinions on any of the movies that we've just mentioned, we'd love to hear about it because getting to whether you like it or not, we just want to know. Like it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, if you agree with Lewis, probably just don't bother. Yeah. If you agree with <laughs> Lewis, mean, then yeah, we don't we don't want to hear from you. Twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomato. That's, oh, what? Well, that's an instant <laughs> fucking classic, is it? That is Hang savage, on, to be right. fair. 29%, 65 reviews, yeah? So remember that 65 reviews. Let me go on Pokemon. Hang on. You know what you, know you can do your Rotten Tomatoes, Hang mate. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, Pokemon the movie, yeah, it's got a worse 16%, and it's got more reviews, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's, right, um... that's not worked. No, no, not all, not all. It's better than Hook. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this one, though, uh, keep an eye out for part two. Thank you. Yeah.